0: It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The civil service chief admits the government was caught napping by the fifth wave of Covid. A group representing the finance sector urges the administration to further relax travel restrictions and the co-founder of the Occupy movement pleads guilty to illegal election spending. Civil Service Chief Patrick Nip has admitted government services were unable to keep up with demand as the fifth wave of the pandemic gripped Hong Kong. At a LegCo panel meeting, Mr Nip faced questions over lengthy waits for test results and reports that some people couldn't get through to hotline numbers. Mr Nip said officials would learn from the problems they faced.
1: Mm-hmm. The fifth wave came fast and furious, and these cases spiked exponentially. Even though we had made some preparations, for a brief period of time we failed to cope with the demand, and which led to this time lag. And this time lag had direct consequences and inconvenience to the public. This is an undeniable fact. We must take stock from this. I believe that on each step of the way, each department must take a look how the mechanisms and the procedures can be enhanced.
0: Representatives of the fund management industry say the ongoing travel restrictions are chipping away at Hong Kong's competitiveness as an international financial hub. Ahead of the further easing of restrictions on Sunday, they're calling on the authorities to provide a roadmap for a full reopening. The Hong Kong Investment Funds Association wants to see an end to bans on flights for airlines that bring in COVID-positive passengers and is asking for more clarity on the pathway to resuming quarantine-free travel. Its CEO, Sally Wong, says Hong Kong needs a COVID exit strategy before it loses more talents.
1: Time is not on our side. We have to act fast. Because in the past few months, we have been seeing more and more relocations. Some of these may be temporary, but once if we continue to have uncertainty and people just turn these temporary relocations to permanent then it's very difficult to wind them back.
0: The president of the Chinese Manufacturers Association, Alan Xi, has also urged the government to further ease travel curbs for people arriving in Hong Kong, such as reducing quarantine requirements. Mr Xi says the business sector is happy about the recent relaxations, including a raising of the threshold for banning flights on a particular route, which takes effect on Sunday. He says industries such as finance and IT will benefit, but the SAR can do more to open up. Can returning Hong Kong residents quarantine at home or stay two days in a hotel and spend the next five days at home? This can free up hotel rooms for overseas people to come to Hong Kong for work or to join exhibitions. For vaccinated non-Hong Kong residents, can we shorten quarantine to five days? Moreover, can we have a pilot border reopening with Macau? So we can set an example for the nation to follow. The Centre for Health Protection has reported 431 new COVID cases, similar to yesterday. 16 cases were imported. Another 18 patients infected with COVID have died. The government has locked down two separate residential blocks in Shatin and Moon for overnight testing, citing a range of factors such as COVID-positive COVID sewage samples. Residents of Cypress House at the Quang Yun Estate and Block 13 at Yukwu Villa must get tested. The co-founder of the Occupy movement, Benny Tai, has pleaded guilty to illegal election spending in the run-up to the 2016 LegCo polls. Sentencing was adjourned to next month. Jimmy Choi reports.
1: The district court heard the plan proposed by the co-founder of the Occupy movement, known as ThunderGo, sought to use pre-election poll results to coordinate voters so the pan-democratic camp could win a majority in LegCo. The court was told that $253,000 Benny Tai incurred was illegal because he was not a candidate or a candidate's election expense agent. The six ads in question were placed in Ming Pao and the now-defunct Apple Daily in August and September 2016. Sentencing was adjourned to May the 24th, and a former law professor who faces other charges remains in custody. Two directors of a company through which the ads were placed were also charged with engaging in illegal conduct at an election by incurring election expenses. They were each bound over for 12 months for the sum of $40,000. To the weather forecast,
0: cloudy periods overnight with isolated showers and coastal fog in the morning. The minimum temperature will be about 26 degrees, mainly fine and hot tomorrow with top temperature of about 32 degrees. Currently, 27 degrees Celsius, humidity 83%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Companies can start applying for a new round of government employment subsidies from Friday. Labour Minister Law Chi Kwong hopes the scheme will bolster business confidence and boost the job market. Here's Timmy Sung. Under the second round of the Employment Support Scheme,
2: firms can claim up to $8,000 per month to help pay the salary of each eligible worker for the three-month period between May and July. Application will open on Friday, and it is expected companies can receive the money from early next month. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Lord Chi Kwong, believes it is the right time to launch the latest round of the scheme. He says along with the relaxation of the social distancing rules and the recent handing out of consumption vouchers, the subsidy scheme can help businesses rebound. Mr Law also says the administration will make sure the cash ends up in workers' pockets.
1: The mechanism here we apply is basically rely on the NPF contribution records. For those records provided by the applicant through the trustees that we will receive, we will be able to tell how many and how exactly each one of the employees on the list are receiving from the employers.
2: Doris Ho, who has the government's Policy Innovation and Coordination Office, said any companies that abuse the subsidy will have to pay it back in full plus an extra 10% of the sum as a penalty.
1: From the policy objective of protecting as many jobs as possible, we would like to put in place a heavier penalty to provide a stronger deterrent effect against any non-compliance.
2: Officials added the subsidy for the month of July will be given out in two installments
0: so that they can deduct any possible penalties if necessary. The police have announced that Senior Assistant Commissioner Chow Yat-Ming will be promoted to Deputy Commissioner in Charge of Management. The 49-year-old will replace retiring incumbent Kwok Yam-shu on Thursday. Here's Timmy Song again. The forces Chao
2: Yat-Ming has a wealth of experience in criminal investigation, criminal intelligence and policy-making. He joined the police in 1995 as an inspector and was second to the Interpol General Secretariat in France between 2012 and 2013. He became the head of the Criminal Intelligence Bureau in 2016. In 2019, Mr Chow was appointed Deputy Regional Commander of Kowloon West and had handled the protests at the Polytechnic University in November that year. He was promoted last year to Senior Assistant Commissioner, first overseeing personal and training matters, before becoming the Director of Crime and Security in August.
0: The Court of Appeal has denied a member of the now disbanded Hong Kong National Front leave to appeal against his 12-year jail sentence for possessing explosives with intent to endanger life or property. Frank Young reports. Louis
2: Lowe's appeal argued that the high court erred in treating the offences of making and keeping explosives as the same, in deciding that Mr Lowe was the mastermind, and in drawing a comparison to an explosives case against Robert Ip Kaifun. It argued that there was no direct evidence that Mr. Lowe intended to use the explosive TATP to hurt others. But Appeal Court Judge Maggie Poon says, Mr. Lowe admitted with his guilty plea that he intended to endanger life and damage property, adding that the public and police were at greater risk than in the Yip case. She said Mr. Low rented and frequently visited the industrial unit in Chunwan, where the one-kilogram haul of explosives was held despite knowing that it was there. She said this show that he was the mastermind.
0: The Foreign Correspondents Club has announced that it will suspend this year's Human Rights Press Awards, citing significant areas of uncertainty. But the decision has been met with strong opposition from some members of the FCC, as Maggie Ho reports.
1: It would have been the 26th year the club had held the annual press awards. But in a letter to the club's members and uploaded on his website, President Keith Richberg said after a lengthy discussion on Saturday, the board had decided to cancel this year's event. He said journalists in Hong Kong have been operating under new red lines over the past two years on what is and is not permissible. But he said there remain significant areas of uncertainty and the FCC does not wish unintentionally to violate the law. Mr. Ridgeberg described the suspension as an unusual step to take just weeks before the winners were to be announced on May the 3rd, acknowledging that it's likely the candidates, the judges, and everyone else who took part would be deeply disappointed.
0: 16 electric buses operated by KMB have hit the roads today, plying the number six route between Lai Chi Kok and Chimsad Choi. Besides the new single decker vehicles, KMB says it's bought 52 electric double deckers that will arrive in the coming year. William Hughes, CEO of the World Green Organization, says electric buses are an important step towards promoting more environmentally friendly transport here.
1: We can see the benefits. Uh, on the one hand, that is to reduce the air pollutants uh, compared to the traditional vehicles using uh, gasoline, diesel, that type of uh, fossil fuel. And on the other hand, I think uh, because of the electricity use, that result in uh, the reduction of carbon emissions, which will help to combat climate change. Uh, so I, I think uh, we look forward to seeing more and more electrified uh, vehicles on the road.
0: Hong Kong stocks have slumped by more than three and a half percent today amid a wider route in regional markets. The Hang Seng index closed below 20,000 amid worries about U.S. interest rates and the mainland's COVID situation. Dickie Wong, head of research at Kingston Securities, said the weak Hong Kong dollar hadn't helped. However, he believes the market is close to the bottom.
1: So basically, most of the um,
2: negative factor already priced in at this currency level. So I don't really expect so much downside from currency level at below 20,000. And uh, I strongly believe that Hang Seng Index may find some kind of very great good support at 19,000 points. And um, the current valuation is extremely low. So I would hope that uh, the pandemic situation uh, it's getting better or any sign of recovery in mainland. This will probably give a, a boost to the stock market in early May.
0: Turning overseas, President Xi Jinping has joined other world leaders in congratulating his French counterpart Emmanuel Macron for winning re-election yesterday. Official broadcaster CCTV said the president told Mr Macron that he wanted to continue working together and maintaining diplomatic relations based on independence, mutual understanding, foresight and mutual benefit. Mr Macron has pledged to work to unite the country. From Paris, here's the BBC's Hugh Schofield. The results of the election will be finally made official on Wednesday, at some point after which there'll be a low-key investiture at the Elysee. Because President Macron is already in power, there's not to be any pomp, and in any case, the mood in France does not favour celebration. Though Emmanuel Macron scored a convincing win over the far right and a historic second term, today's media here are full of dire warnings about divisions in the country and the difficulty of more reforms. In the immediate term, President Macron is expected to appoint a new Prime Minister in the coming days, whose first task will be to secure a presidential majority at the parliamentary elections in June. The U.S. Defense Secretary says he wants to see Russia weakened so it can't repeat its actions in Ukraine. Lloyd Austin was speaking in Poland after a trip to Kiev with the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, the first such U.S. visit since President Putin launched the attack in late February. Mr. Austin said Russia's poor military performance in Ukraine had had a considerable effect on the Russian army.
3: It has already lost a
0: lot of military capability uh, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of its troops, quite frankly. And uh, we wanna see them not have the capability to very quickly reproduce that capability. Mr. Blinken said their visit had been encouraging. We certainly saw people on the streets in Kyiv, evidence of the fact that the battle for Kyiv was was won. And there is what looks, from the surface at least, to be normal life in Kyiv. But that's in stark contrast to what's going on in other parts of Ukraine in the south and the east, where the Russian brutality is doing horrific things to people. Twitter has reportedly agreed to sell its platform to the billionaire Elon Musk in a deal worth about 43 billion US dollars. US media reports say the company's board of directors has accepted his offer after more talks with Mr Musk and pressure from some shareholders, but sources said the agreement could still crumble. Here's the BBC's Theo Leggett.
1: Elon Musk, the boss of Tesla and SpaceX, has said he believes Twitter has the potential to be a platform for free speech. But he's also insisted that will not be possible with the company in its current form and under its current management. He already has a significant shareholding in Twitter and has offered to pay $43 billion for full control. Twitter's board initially resisted his approach and took steps to make a takeover more difficult. But now it appears its resolve is weakening and it could soon be recommending Mr Musk's bid to its shareholders.
0: A reminder of our top story tonight, the civil service chief admits the government was caught napping by the fifth wave of Covid. And that's the news from RTHK.
3: yeah, oh oh I oh yeah, oh I oh 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 yeah, oh I oh yeah, oh yeah, oh 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 Oh, uhm, uh, uh,
0: I don't know if you tuned in last week I played a song by Larry Graham called One In A Million You And I said he's a real funky bass player And his band Graham Central Station came out with this track Called My Radio Sure Sounds Good To Me And that was it I said I'd play it for you this week Probably don't remember anyway Thanks for tuning in It's our second hour this Monday night with me, Peter King Our Sentimental Journey, as usual, at five past twelve your requests on Radio Pete and Gmail.
1: like Frankie Valli.
3: You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. At long last, love has arrived. And I thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true.